0: This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports, and now the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street, Old National Bank Studio, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
1: All calls welcome with Blockham dollar 312-332-3776. We're on for the next hour. And at eight o'clock, we will join in progress. The Pac-12 conference championship game. Oregon, number five in the country takes on Washington, number three in the country. That game will be in progress. We'll join it at eight o'clock. It'll be the last Pac-12 championship game here right here on ESPN 1000. One of the best matchups of the college football season. The first time around was a great game. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to the game tonight as well, Abdallah. You're heavy on the Ducks. Yeah. I think the Huskies keep it close. I, I could see Oregon winning the game, but I think it's going to be a good football game like we saw the first time.
2: I think it's like a two-touchdown game for Oregon. Just the way they've been playing the last six weeks. Momentum. Uh, they're healthier than they were in the first game. You know, if, if they... If they successfully convert that fourth down and don't give Washington the ball back, we're talking about a an undefeated Oregon team, you know, marking their place in the uh, in the uh, playoff here by winning this Pac-12 championship game. I still think they do. Like, I think if they win, they're in, and Washington is out. Just based off of like a lot of the committee is eye test and stuff like that. And so, if Washington has been struggling these last few weeks, they've been winning, and Penix has been very clutch in those moments. But the way Oregon has just been destroying teams, just blowing teams out, I feel like if they win this game the way uh, Bo Nix has been playing, he's the Heisman favorite right now. He's going to win it unless he has a complete meltdown in this game, which I doubt he does. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Oregon in the playoff after they win this game and I think they I think they went pretty comfortably Two top quarterbacks
1: Knicks and Penix, going head to head in this contest likely if someone has a great game they're probably going to be the front runner heading into the weekend for the Heisman Trophy yeah absolutely I mean, they're, they're, those are the two guys now Uh, You could have a situation later on in the weekend with some of the games tomorrow that maybe could factor in. And then obviously Jaden Daniels has put up crazy stats, but LSU is not going to be in the playoff. They're not in the SEC championship game. So his story is kind of wrapped for the season. So it really comes down to Bo Nix, Michael Penix. And then kind of see how the rest of the weekend shakes out for the Heisman Trophy.
2: Yeah, I don't really think that any of the quarterbacks that are left in, like J.J. McCarthy, I don't think he had three games where he didn't score a touchdown. So I don't think that there's going to be uh, three games in a row where you have a touchdown. So I don't think he's going to be in the mix for it. Um, You know, Carson Beck for Georgia hasn't been in the mix at all. Jalen Milrow hasn't been in the mix at all because he's been up and down there. Alabama's offense has played a lot better these last few weeks, but he's not really in it. Um, there was some Marvin Harrison Jr. talk, but again, they're not playing in their championship game. So I don't think he's going to make it. I think it's really like a couple of them might get invites, you know, for the ceremony. But I think this is Bo- I think this is Bo Nix's award to lose.
1: Oregon, Washington. You'll hear the game in progress in about an hour right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdal, we're with you and we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Webb and Rolling Meadows, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Webb?
3: Hey, guys, a little bit of recognition for you. Great job. Uh, Listen to you guys all the time, and uh, love the rant. Thanks, man. Excellent job. Appreciate it. Now I have a rant of my own. Sure. Uh, And I'll just say it, and I'll hang up, but it's real simple. All you Bears fans listening, Justin Fields is not good. He is not to be our quarterback moving forward. It's simple. 35 games played, 35 fumbles. 36 touchdowns, that's an average of one per game, 27 interceptions, 162 average passing yards per game, and a whopping seven wins out of 35 games. Now, look at, look at Tyson Bacon. I'm not saying he's the answer, but two wins out of four games? And here's Justin Fields with seven wins out of 35 games. Everybody, stop blaming the coaches. Stop blaming the offensive line. Stop blaming everybody. It is the quarterback. He sucks. Thank you, guys.
4: Thank you for the call.
1: Thanks, Webb. Appreciate the kind words. There he is. There's Webb. Do you want to play a little Door 1, Door 2, Abdallah?
2: Door 1 or Door 2? Where would you like to go? Door 1 or Door 2? Where would you like to head here? I'm going to outsource this because you yeah. never listen to me. Okay. So we're going to go to Kevin Zipak producing Kevin the Kevin Zipak, what do you think? Door 1 you or Door 2? Sean, come to an agreement and pick a door. You and yeah. Sean, come to an agreement Sean pick and pick a Kevin. door. Door
1: 1 or Door 2? What would you like
2: to, to hear right now?
5: Uh, Sean and I think door two. Door two, okay. All right, right. we go to door one. We go to to Chase
1: on the south side. Hello, Chase.
2: Chase, what's the deal? You owe us a call from yesterday. You You said you were in call. You didn't call. We Uh, saw you at the whiskey event at Benny's with Few. (laughs) You were like, you guys don't take calls on Thursday. You guys don't take my calls. And we said, call on Thursday and we'll take it. And you didn't call yesterday. Where were you? Yeah, what's the deal, Chase? Atone atone for your sins.
6: We'll we'll see what what happened was, you know, I, I was working, and I had somebody, you know, I had a client, so uh-huh. I couldn't call. And y'all a had quant. a Pat jack, and y'all had Chauncey, Chauncey picks, so there wasn't no time.
1: Well, Chase, this, here's it, the other deal. You said that you would call because you told me at the whiskey event on Wednesday with Few at Binney's that I was right about Zach Levine all along. Mm. And then you said you would call and tell us that yesterday, and you never called. Interesting. Well, I didn't get, well,
6: that's why I'm calling now.
1: Okay, so this this call is about me being right about Zach Levine not being yeah, a winning player. Yeah, you,
6: now you were right about Zach. Okay, You, were you was right about Zach. I agree <laughs> with you on that. He he he. You was right. I was a now I will say this though. Could you could could you say the same the same thing we say about Justin about the situations he's in about maybe he just with a terrible franchise is it could be the same thing with no. Zach
7: too no, is
6: no. that. Maybe the Bulls and the t- Bulls being such a terrible, crappy organization no, that no, no, they're Chase. terrible. No, at- no, it's it's funny,
1: funny that Chase yeah, brings this play it, up. Play it. All play right, it, Chase. Uh, play I'm going to put you back on. Hold, hold. on a second, Chase. Uh, earlier today we'll on NBA to Today, ESPN Television, Adrian Wojnarowski, he was on with Malika Andrews, and uh, he said this about Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls. You know, they they want to trade him. They're trying to trade him. They're trying oh, yeah. to move Zach Levine. Here's
8: Woj. There is not a market for Zach Levine right now in the NBA, and uh-huh. that's not because Chicago has not tried to find it and aren't currently trying to find it. And it's a combination of a few reasons: uh, Levine's contract, you know, you know, uh, four more years at around a forty-five, forty-six million dollar a year average, but it's productivity. And I think this is a player right now who certainly he's out now with a foot injury. He's been in and out of the lineup. And I think the question for teams is, how much does Zach Levine impact winning? Mm. Especially at the salary and with a new salary cap where you're asking yourself, are we trading for him to be our best player? No. Our second best player? No. So if he's our third best player, do we want to pay that kind of money? And the and for the Bulls, they want to get some value in a trade. And I think... Right now, I think for both Levine and the Bulls, to get a trade, he needs to start playing well. Hmm. He needs to start playing well and I think impacting winning. And I think that's certainly what teams are going to want to see as they look at the value of trying to do uh, a trade for him. That
1: was Woj today on ESPN Television on NBA Today with Malika Andrews. How? Let me say this. If Woj is saying that, on television, mm. what do you think the Bulls really feel? Mm. How do you think they really feel about Zach Levine?
2: Uh, that's how they feel. Well, uh, I, I, yeah. read, read between the lines. Yeah, that's if what I'm Woj, saying. If Woj is saying it, that's how the Bulls feel. With this front office, when have you ever heard
1: Woj on TV saying anything about the Bulls? Ever. They never come up. No, they he don't. never. He never says anything. Mm-mm. And now he's telling you there is no trade market for Zach Levine because of the contract, and teams question whether or not he's a winning player, mm. which is something we've been saying for years on this show. Years. What do you think about about that, Chase? What do you think?
6: Hmm. Well, that's they was that report was in there like three weeks ago. They said that they said that they rather have Demar Derozan and Alex Caruso before Zach. Right? Wasn't that a report about that? That who reported so- that? Had- wasn't there a report saying that Alex Russo was more of an asset more so than, than Levine, right?
2: Yeah, for some teams, yeah. Yeah, for some teams, for sure.
6: Right. but, but and I, It I didn't come from like, Woj. What, dream- we're,
2: what we're
1: pointing to is look at who's reporting this now.
6: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The uh, NBA, um, He's been report- reported, and I think Casey Johnson reported the same thing, too, that there's not a big market for Zach because uh, it's not even just that, and his knee issues, too that you know he's also had two knee surgeries also and the age factor. But what I was saying was my point about Zach when I was when every you know, the same thing we were saying about Justin, about the scenario, right? You remember how you was saying about the winning culture and about the circumstances. Now I'm not excluding Zach. Of course he, he's this is his fault too also, but it's like goes hand over fit. Like the Bulls have done a terrible job as far as building a roster around Zach as well, they—they're not. I mean, yes, yeah, Zach can, should be held accountable too. But the Bulls organization, for years, has done a terrible job at developing and and accumulating talent. Chase, you, you can't—you can't
1: let it go, can you?
6: No, no, I, I have let it go. But I'm just saying, I'm not excruciating the Bulls. Also, the Bulls, no well, matter yeah, who comes back. here, I, yeah, Chase, the, the whole thing said, is Chase, I got terrible. a question
2: for you. Chase, I got a question for you, and thank you for the call. Uh, thanks, Chase, Chase. Thanks, I got know, sir. don't hang up on you. I got a question for you. Who would you rather have, Trubisky or Zach Levine? Ooh. Oh, Speechless. Oh, wow. Speechless. Both? Both. That's not an answer. All right. Goodbye,
1: Chase. Good to see you on Wednesday. (laughs) All right. At the the few whiskey event, Chase came up to me no less than seven different times Mm -hmm. and then started within the first five seconds, either brought up Trubisky, Fields, or Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. He was on like a rotation. He was like, I asked you about Trubisky last time. Let me ask you about Zach Levine this time. All right, you guys said you wanted uh, door one, correct? No, we said two. Oh, okay, so now it's time for door two. Okay,
2: got it. Oh, man. Mitchell on display. He better be good. He better be good. All right, Mitchell, there you go. Welcome back. You're on
9: thin ice. All right, listen up. Here's the new twist of fate, Daniel. Uh, Let's focus on the facts. You got let's just compare apples to apples with Justin Fields. In all of your narratives that I've been listening to for weeks, and I want to deconstruct it very constructively in a way that people can understand in a cogent, clear, concise manner. Number one, Justin Fields in three years, in three seasons is 7 and 33. Okay, that's not, that's not one season, that's not two seasons, that's three seasons. In 2023, Justin Fields has won two games. And Bajan won the other two. That's why they're four and eight, right? Simple so math, nothing complicated here. In 2022, the Bears went three and fourteen. And Black, I'm going to quote you on this one. And Adam, yeah, you said that when the Bears were competitive and they were, they should utilize Justin Fields' strengths. They went three and fourteen when he broke Bobby Douglas' record, right? So with all the running that he did last season, right? The excuse was, whoa, it's the offensive line." But you know, look at all these great things he did. They went three and fourteen. In a passing league. They were last in the division last year, last in the conference. Now, the Bears, according to the polls, makes all these great things to enhance, increase the level of production for their quarterback, who's on thin ice, no pun intended. He's on thin ice that you can never imagine. And why I say that is because in the season of 2023 – You've seen the exact same characteristics, the exact same themes with his holding on to the ball, his fourth quarter flaws, and yet you have the temerity to say that he has an upside and that you would rather have, that he he somehow could beat out Geno Smith. Geno Smith was the biggest upgrade in Seattle over Russell Wilson, hands down. Against the Dallas yesterday, he bowled out. Justin Fields, you know the reason why last Monday was a train wreck? Because what we saw is that Justin Fields, they have zero confidence. The reason why they have zero confidence in Justin Fields throwing down the ball is because he can't hit Mooney in the stride. And they don't do a go route because it's not Getsy, folks. He's not the red herring. And for those that don't understand that, it's, it's a distraction. But yet you want to just go to it because that's your default position. But I'm going to be very positive because oh, okay. next year, next year, yeah. all of these problems, all of these systemic problems of Justin Fields over the three years will be eliminated. It will be exorcised out of. It will be extracted out of the what I call the vernacular of the Bears organization, because you don't know the power players, and nobody, especially in this market, has any idea what they're going to do. Justin Fields is flawed with his mechanics. He's not even close to any quarterback in the division. Let's go back. Black, this is your own quote, so I've got to hold you accountable. All right? Here's the deal. In May, you said the following when we all learned that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave the division. All of, your, all of you guys said the same thing, and it was this. Justin Fields going to throw for 4,000 yards. Justin Fields is going to win the division. And yet, here we are. It's November What? I uh, said the Bears going to win first. the
1: division. I don't think so. I
9: don't oh, think on. I now said that. that. The narrative was that the narrative that came I out of the I don't think macro. I said that. Okay, but out of the macro. Uh, his, out of the macro.
7: Oh, oh, the phone
2: broke up. Mitchell, you still there? Mitchell, you there? There was something on the line, and then he hung up. Did I you did hear not, it? You guys heard that, right? You heard that sound?
1: I did not hang up. It was like a static,
2: and then I he did hung did not up. hang up. We did not hang up on Mitchell. Maybe it was just a miracle. Yeah, that could I'm be just true. Just to clarify, I, I never did I say the Bears were gonna win the division. No, we said hopefully compete for a wild card. Yeah. I think we all said the Lions would win the division. Yeah, I think Yurko's that, the only one that said the Bears would win the division. Yeah, Yurko Yurko win out on a limb on that, but yeah. we did we did
1: say I had the Bears at eight wins. I thought they would get to the wild card. I thought they'd
2: be in the mix. Yeah. I'm wrong. At this moment, I'm wrong. Mitchell got poochied. He went back to his phone.
0: (laughs) Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM.
1: Carlos in Naperville. You're on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome. What's up, Carlos?
10: Hey, guys. First time caller. Just want to say you guys are great. Uh Thank so you. keep on doing what you guys are doing. Thanks Appreciate for listening. It. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, awesome. Uh so actually, I, before I get to my question, I just wanted to rant off a couple things as I was listening over the last hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, first thing, I'm I'm totally with you, Black. I feel that conversation is totally different. It, the Bears are what three and eight, I think it is. If it's, if Four. they're six and five, yeah. Or, or if, I believe that conversation is a totally different conversation right now. I feel like just from the general feel, it, it seems like their defense is starting to turn it around. There's some good things that are coming up. I just I I do feel like in general, like stuff is going the right direction, and I know that a lot. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge Bears fan, honestly. I I don't follow too much football. I got a ten year old, but from what I see on Justin Fields, I mean, there's there's some potential there. I know like it's something could happen. uh, I I don't I just feel like I just at the end of the day, I feel like Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer on the Baltimore Ravens. Granted, they had the sickest defense in history, but I mean, if you put the right pieces, the coaching has blown this year. They have totally blown, and if they just if they if they would have coached better, and it's they're six and five, it's a different conversation. So that's my my first point. So I'm totally aligned with you, Black. Sure. Uh, Number two was uh, the talk about Zach Levine. I want to say I know it wasn't you guys, but I'm pretty sure when there was the whole conversation on Zach, whether to sign him or not, and I'm not sure if it was. I, I want to say it was Jay Hood. I don't want to, like, throw words in his mouth. But I could have sworn someone on the station was st- saying something that it was the right thing to do because it was out of loyalty. I don't know. I'm going hmm. back. I think everyone knew that it was the wrong decision. Like, it just wasn't the right call. Like, Zach Levine, it was, the writing was on the wall for a long time. To spend that kind of money on Zach Levine was not the right call. I just don't feel that, like, from a business sense, you never sign someone out of loyalty. I mean, it's just I – don't, I, don't I don't think that was the right decision, but that was the second point. But the, the last – the reason I called, guys, okay, yeah. was about a, a month ago, uh, there was the whole uh, mystery of the file cabinet yeah. where someone had broken in with a crowbar. And I was just curious. Did you guys ever find out what, no. what, uh, what that was? No, we
1: didn't, and mm-hmm. nobody um – Nobody in the office fessed up to it, yeah. and no one really ever mentioned it to us. Our filing cabinet is still damaged; mm-hmm. uh, it it still barely Whoa. opens on the top. Uh, but nobody said anything about it. We
2: requested the video footage, the video tapes. We do have some cameras upstairs, like they're in the hallway, so maybe we could see who was in the office at the time of the damage. But uh, we have yet to receive those tapes, or maybe someone erased them. I don't know. It's still, it's oh, still, uh, it's still up for debate. Yeah. So I mean, but it's well, de-
1: uh, it definitely was damaged. Um, and unfortunately, yeah.
2: if it were a bit,
1: we would have kept it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we don't really have an answer. If we yeah. had an answer, we would have updated uh, our fine uh, listeners. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Keep on doing. No problem, Carlos. Appreciate the phone call. Call again. I, I'd say to address I, the Zach Levine thing, I don't remember someone saying that. I don't know who said it. On the staff. Um, I do know there was a weird point in time, though, that the Bulls in their decision to not trade Zach – they they kept him for so long that really the only thing you could do is re-sign Zach Levine. Yeah. Right. Like we were ahead of it where like a year early, we're like, hey, at some point he's gonna want a max contract. He's not worth it. He's not that type of player. You can't win with him. And the Bulls just kept him. Instead of doing something proactively. That that was the thing that I found really annoying is that they just held on to him because they didn't they didn't do anything. And then by the time they got to the point that he'd be a free agent, they, they had to give him a, a max contract.
2: Well, not only that, but even after that, last year at the trade deadline, we were saying you should probably move on. Like, this isn't working. You're not playing well. You're not beating teams. He, you're not winning because of him. It's time to, you know, there's a generational talent that's coming out in Victor Wembanyama, and you could have a chance at him. Not saying you're going to have the best chance, but at least you put your, your hat in the ring, you put the ping pong balls there, and they fall as they may. But you had a chance, and you could, have be a, you could be a young, up-and-coming franchise. Instead, now, you're just waiting for, as the vultures circle and for pieces to be picked off this team. And then they pick off a piece, and they go, oh, I don't want this. Well, this, yeah, this and isn't now they're like,
10: player. wait a
1: minute. <laughs> Billy in Crown Point. You're on hey. ESPN 1000. Hello, Billy.
7: Hey, what's up? Well, what's going
1: on? Hello. It's Friday night. What's up?
7: Uh, a couple aren't a deep, and uh, me and my girlfriend yeah. are having a debate right now. Okay, me, great. Me. What do you got? Have you ever heard the song Diarrhea?
10: Diarrhea?
2: Have oh, we boy. heard of that song? I've, I've heard of it, yes. I've heard it before. I've never heard of the song. Yeah, I think I've heard okay. of that. This is the first time you've heard it. You've, who's, how, how did you hear it? So you heard it tonight? Or is it your girlfriend? We're eating this lasagna,
7: is... and she oh. starts saying the diarrhea song. Why, why,
2: why, why did that come up during lasagna? Bad lasagna. Was it not good lasagna? She made terrible lasagna. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not right. What was wrong with
9: it? <laughs> and that she thought you guys' radio
2: station wasn't live, so I had to prove a point. Okay. What, what were... was wrong with the lasagna? I don't know. She said she's got diarrhea. Oh, she has diarrhea because of the lasagna. <laughs> yeah, is she is she okay with you broadcasting this on a uh, a, a very large radio station? Yes, okay, absolutely. that's a keeper.
9: Keeper, that's hey, a plus.
1: Hey Billy, just let her know this is not live. This is uh, AI recording. Yeah, we're robots. We're not. We're not really here.
9: No, yeah, yeah. That's that's AI. You got, they're not on the radio. Uh-huh.
2: She said, uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He She's
9: also not- made the lasagna, not me. Oh, BS. Oh, wow.
1: Uh-oh. Okay, or right. Okay, all right? All
9: right. <laughs> don't
2: want to start a fight here, guys. Uh, wh- wh-
1: how'd you make the lasagna, Billy? What, what'd you do there?
9: I didn't make the lasagna. She made the lasagna. Okay.
1: So someone's lying here.
9: She's lying.
6: She's lying. I don't have diarrhea. I don't remember
7: why I thought of this.
2: <laughs> She's freaking out right now. She don't think this is live. I can't wait about Two minutes, we're going to hear it over the station. Yes, you
1: will. Yes, you will. You want to give her a shout out so she can listen to it?
2: What do you you want? A shout shout out. out,
1: Give her her a shout out.
9: Yeah, we'll give her Allie a shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Allie.
1: Shout out, Allie. All right, Allie. All right, right, Billy. Have a good one. Have a
2: good one. All calls welcome here on ESP 1000. Friday night calls. Yeah.
0: This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: friday night having fun with you at 312-332-3776 john and mundelein you're on espn 1000 what's up john
4: guys first of all i'm just glad i didn't actually directly follow the diarrhea call because i <laughs> I, I just have been having a really rough week and i oh, i'm no. thinking i i I, <laughs> I had to think about it over the break and then the fat jack thing and i feel like i'm getting overweight so i just think stuff like that's funny where they you know god's <laughs> telling you things anyway uh Love your show, Thanks. but I wanted to chime in about Justin Fields and uh, and the and the Bears. And, and I'm not necessarily a huge Bears fan. I, I moved around a lot. I'm just a huge football fan. But I got to tell you something. And I'm just going to say this to the one of the callers that was kvetching, thats just a Yiddish term—about uh, uh, Justin Fields. If you put Patrick Mahomes in a Bears uniform right now, you think we'd have two Super Bowl titles? No. No, we would not here in Chicago. No, we would not. It is the scheme. It is coaching. It's, it's, it's a lot of other things. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Fields is Patrick Mahomes. What I'm saying, though, is this kid, is his, he runs for his life every other play. As far as I'm concerned, we have a very porous front line. You've heard that before. But as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't had – I know he has a bad record, but the Bears themselves have a bad record. And like I said, you look at Brock Purdy, he's a great player. He seems like a great player. But would he be as great? They always say this if he wasn't the San Francisco 49ers starting QB. Throw Justin Fields in there. Let's see what would happen. That's all I wanted to say to you guys. Have a great evening. Yeah, John,
1: thanks for the phone call. I'd say this, John. Were you listening to the part of the conversation where the caller brought up the Vikings game and he threw for 37 times, but they didn't gain any yardage? Yes. You know like that yeah. that's where like you look at it and so much of it goes into like the the scheme and the way the conversation went about how Justin Fields played like they won the football game but like not everything exactly. can look perfect you know
4: No it's not going to Tom Brady's had some ugly games that they've still been able to win and let's face it early in his career uh, I mean I'm old enough to remember this the Patriots were a defensive stalwart they were a juggernaut so I'm not saying that he wasn't a great QB and not the greatest ever, but let's face it, he was a game manager at certain seasons that they took the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just feel like we're just being unfair to the kid. Oh, I'm not saying he's the greatest QB we could ever have. I just think he has a lot of talent, and he's shown it, and I just think he deserves a better, a better front line and a better scheme, better coaching.
1: Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. We go from John to Danny in Libertyville. Danny, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Danny?
7: Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We're good. Uh, So first off, honestly, you guys got to remember the pit back in the old Libertyville High School days, right?
2: Yep. I've been there a few times.
7: Yeah, right down the path. You know, mm-hmm. you, just, you get there to Blueberry Hill. Yep. You know, you make your way that way.
9: <laughs> hmm.
7: Okay, so great. We have that connection. Yeah, but I just we definitely remember know, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to know, what are your guys' thoughts on the fact that ES and I'm a P1 but ESPN radio foul, uh, you know brought in the Sox and now brought in the Bears and every the everything seems to be going south makes me a little nervous
1: I would counter that with um, oh, how should I say this uh, we're we're both were they having massive success before they were partners with us? I
2: would say this. The Bears are actually doing yeah. better this year than yeah. they were last year. They've See, got one bump. more They've got one more win so far. They've got one more win See, and with five go. games to go, which they might win like two or three of them.
7: Yeah, which I hope so because, I mean, I got the over, but I don't know. We need four wins to get that over going.
2: I don't know. That's, that's going to be tough. <laughs>
7: yeah, that's going to be rough. Hey, but either way, it's great to hear some guys from Libertyville just representing always. It's a great day to be a Wildcat, guys. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Danny. We'll meet did, you at
1: the pit. When did you uh, graduate?
7: Uh, I was a two thousand grad. Okay, all right. We were just right behind you. All right, oh three. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. Did so. anyone
7: run with? Did you run with Shinto by any chance? Wasn't he a big sprinter? No, he was. He big, was um, I was soccer, he was a, soccer. a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah He, was a, he was a soccer coach, coach yeah. when I was running uh, track.
7: Yeah, he was a nutball. He made us feel (laughs) many times.
1: I cannot confirm nor deny that. I I did not play soccer. But I remember the name. I appreciate
7: you guys. Thanks so much for everything. Honestly, you guys are awesome. I listen to you all the time. I wish you could take over for Greeny so I can listen while I'm working.
1: We appreciate the kind words, Danny. Thanks, Danny.
7: All right, guys. Stay up.
1: Thanks. Have a good night. There he is. There's Danny in Libertyville. I remember the pit. Yeah, of course. So, so at Libertyville High School, there's, um, there's like a pathway, uh, a paved pathway that goes to a neighborhood that's directly behind the school. Mm-hmm. There's also there's like a lake that's right behind the school, and in between uh, the neighborhood where the paved pathway goes, there's a little wooded area, and in the wooded area, there was a trail a little trail path mm-hmm. that went down to what we all called the pit. Yeah. which a is snake all, pit. Where we where, all where, smoked. Where there were um, there were like BMX ramps. Yeah. It was like a little So it was, it was meant to be like a, a little bike area yeah. for, for bikers to do their BMX little flippies mm-hmm. and their little kick. Little jumps. Little jumps. Uh, but everyone just went back there to smoke cigarettes. Yep, we did. <laughs> and I would come running through with my cross-country friends and would see Adam Abdallah
2: trying to hide his drugs. <clears throat> no. Not on school property. Trying prop- to hide his drugs not on school on, property. Well, technically, the pit was not on school property. So exactly. Can't bust me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every, everyone knew uh, about the pit. Yeah. Like, don't
1: don't all high schools have, a like, a place nearby campus that people uh, go to, to hang out? Not anymore. they just pop out? zins
2: in, in class. They can float off the zins in class. I'd say this. Uh, Danny
1: also brought up, uh, you know, we're the home of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So it was a tough year for the Sox. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the home for the Bears. And... You know, at the moment, not eliminated from the playoffs, not looking great at this moment. Uh, I have heard, though, that it is not a ESPN 1000 curse. I have heard it's the Kevin Zipak curse. Wow. Have
2: you heard of this? Yes, I have. People, people have quoted that
5: Kevin
1: z People
5: have said
2: this. People,
1: people have people. said this because ever since you left the last place yeah you came over here z-packed over here that <laughs> that it's a curse from
5: you that you brought that from there over here i really do not appreciate <laughs> that whatsoever wow <laughs> frankly i've heard callers call in and ask I, you I, have yeah. not yeah. that is absolutely yeah. false that yeah. is as false as john krasinski in the Die Hard remake
2: <laughs> i i i screen the calls and they go hey man it's have not you, looking you good. About you got the z pack over? curse now, and uh, now, now your team suck. <laughs> not surprised. You hear that from old Doc Mike?
1: <laughs>
2: the black cat.
1: Is that the name of the guy that called? Yeah.
5: Yeah, earlier Doc Mike, a.k.a. Yeah. the Black Cat.
1: That was his code name when he was calling to just
5: other he's just he, waiting, was, he was banned, so he had to come up with another name.
2: He was just waiting for the uh, the field <laughs> seizure to happen. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is that?
5: One of these days, that first one is going to prove <laughs> yeah, him right.
2: Okay, Alright, yeah, okay. We'll, uh, keep, we'll keep it moving.
1: Here on Black and Abdallah, all calls welcome on a Friday night here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Strong words from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Earlier tonight, mm-hmm. if you missed it, this is what Woj had to say on ESPN Television earlier today. Is there a trade market
8: for Zach Levine for the Chicago Bulls? There is not a market for Zach Levine right now in the NBA, and that's not because Chicago has not tried to find it and aren't currently trying to find it. And it's a combination of a few reasons. Uh, Levine's contract, you know, George. you know, uh, four more years at around a 45, 46 million dollar a year average but it's productivity. And I think this is a player right now who certainly he's out now with a foot injury. He's been in and out of the lineup. And I think the question for teams is how much does Zach Levine impact winning, Mm. especially at the salary and with a new salary cap where you're asking yourself, are we trading for him to be our best player? No. Our second best player? No. So if he's our third best player, do we want to pay that kind of money and the, and for the bulls, they want to get some value in a trade. I think right now, I think for both Levine and the Bulls, to get a trade, he needs to start playing well. Hmm. He needs to start playing well and I think impacting winning. And I think that's certainly what teams are going to want to see is they look at the value of trying to do a, a trade for him.
1: Adrian Wojnarowski earlier tonight on ESPN Television. The things to point out there is that teams are concerned that Zach Levine's not a winning player. Yeah, we all saw that from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also the contract that the Bulls gave him, which many in town suggested that that's not a player that you max out because you're going to you're going to cause yourself issues down the road when you want to move on from Zach Levine. You know, Casey Johnson wrote on Wednesday that in regards to other players being on the trade market for the Bulls, that AK wants to see what the roster looks like in a post Zach Levine trade first, Hmm. which I think is interesting. That source material from Casey Johnson. Clearly the front office is out on Zach. Now, if Woj is on TV saying what he just said about Zach, the front office, AK is out on Zach Levine, which shouldn't be a surprise. We see uh, the lack of winning and, you know, last night's game was a lot of fun. The team hustled. They played good uh, basketball together as a as a, a group of young players giving max effort. They beat the Bucks one twenty to one thirteen. The Bears, uh, the Bulls will play the Pelicans tomorrow night. Uh, Demar Derozan apparently is leaking that he has trade destinations. Sam uh, Amick from the Athletic is reporting that Demar Derozan would like to go to New York with the Knicks or Miami with the Heat. Oof. So, I mean. This is what's happening. This Bulls season is essentially the pieces are going to be broken apart and the bulls have to decide. Do you get into the lottery and try and get that top pick or do you try and assemble something with the pieces that you have that you trade off yeah. to try and salvage the season? I mean, I, th- I think most Bulls fans would respond, blow it up and tank and try and get the number one pick, whoever that is. Unfortunately, in this draft, you don't That's have a Wemba Yeah, You don't have a Doncic. You don't have one of these legendary, iconic uh, prospects coming out, but that's really the only way they can go. That's, it's surprising that
2: Woj is saying that. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, we've been saying it for a while that, that this is what Zach Levine is, but now there's no, there's no value for him. Like You're not going to be able to, like, what if the trade deadline comes and goes and you've only moved on from Caruso and from DeRozan? I mean, the
1: fact that they're actively trying to move him and there's no market in the league for Zach Levine should tell you everything you need to know about Zach Levine.
0: You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: Thank you to Sean Graney and Kevin Zipak for producing tonight's show of Black and Abdallah. We will return Monday night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN yeah. 1000. Monday night, uh, so enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday, right here on ESPN 1000. You Looking forward to weekend. it. Oh, thank you. Is, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the official announcement is out of the way. And it's over. Uh, is this the weekend that most people, if you celebrate Christmas, you put up a Christmas tree, is this the weekend that most people go out and acquire the live, real Christmas tree?
2: Um, Ours is already acquired. We go. We go and get ours the Friday after Thanksgiving. So yours is up and assembled. You ours is lights up, assembled, and everything. everything's done. Everything's done. The Friday after Thanksgiving. Put the tinsel that's the day. up. You got the whole thing. There's no tinsel on. It. Okay, you put a star.
5: You put a star.
1: There's up a the star top. on
2: it. Yeah. Okay. All yeah.
5: right. it on the tinsel. Floor. Yeah. I mean, we, I, it really I, make are, it are you look a tinsel nice. skimmer?
2: I don't. I don't decorate it. It's not my first. It's not my. It'd be nice if you help. It's not. I'm not. No, my help is not wanted. I am told don't touch anything. Don't do it. That's an excuse. No, it's not. You're playing that off. Ask Whitney. Ask my wife. No, my I, wife. I've been
1: with you and your wife before and yeah. you you do your bit like this. No. And she goes, I didn't say that.
2: She does not want help with the Christmas tree. I'm telling you. Seems like it'd be a nice family event. I bring all the boxes in, all the stuff that we have to put up, all that kind of thing. I do oh, yeah. all that work. I lug the stuff from the gotta basement. Lug basement. Gotta I wish up. storage unit, my friend.
1: <laughs> do you have to drive somewhere to do yeah, that? Yeah, uh, I was, I was debating complaining about going
2: downstairs. No, I have to drive to, the, to, the to my basement. storage unit and go get our stuff and bring it back, and then she puts it up. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> that, that stinks. Yeah. Our basement is a death chamber. Well, that's weird. That f- that floods every once in a while. I'm oh. glad I live on the second floor. Oh, Sorry, put guys. In, put in something uh, that's sealed. I, I rent, dude. I don't care. All right. Well, uh, either way, so you, your tree's up. It's it's ready yeah, to rock. Already done. Friday after Thanksgiving. Been done. Okay.
1: I, I think this weekend, uh, I know that uh, I was in Detroit over the weekend uh, last weekend, Driving back from Detroit, yeah. we saw a lot of trees on top of cars. Okay, yeah, I saw a lot I saw of a trees lot. on like, top of we, cars. We go
2: to, when we went to go get ours, there was a lot of people there and then driving back it's always like the slow creep home you know because i don't want what happened to you where your tree fell off your car a couple of years ago <laughs> don't want that uh so we do the slow creep home on the side streets and everything and uh, <laughs> so, so even up. if it falls off you don't
1: get a, a tree
2: gremlin that
1: that's, yeah like, that I, can just, tree like I can just like i can just stop like
2: if it's it's not a major street i'm not stopping on ashland <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of ashland to put a tree back on kevin and sean uh, a few years back uh i purchased a tree
1: and we put it on top of the car it was a it was a windy rainy night snow kind of coming down as well it was like you know mid-30s and uh we get we get back to the uh the apartment building and i get out of the car and i look up and there's no tree on top of the car (laughs) and and the roads that i took to get there were roosevelt which is a major road oh yeah michigan avenue major road and then randolph see you gotta so so when i backtrack to look for the tree there was no tree anywhere
2: and i don't know where it went the key is for us when we do it is one you take side streets too i always because you know how they you know how they you know how they, you know how they um, i like how you said the slow creep back the slow on creep the side street. you know how they you know how they put it in that like orange like netting thing i always leave a little bit dangling in on the windshield so i can see so you can see it yeah if the tree is still there yeah well yeah,
1: yeah i yes of course absolutely <laughs> i don't
2: know where that tree went I it's
1: someone else's tree. Man. I retraced my steps. It's could like Could not umbrella. find
2: it. It's someone else's now, and
1: it was just gone. And I went back, and you know, went back to to where we got it. And I was like, I don't think you'll believe this, but we got back to to the house, and the, the tree's not there. The tree's gone. Can I have another tree? Like here's my <laughs> receipt. Like I don't. They they helped me out, but still, it was. They, it didn't, was not, they
2: give you a free. They didn't give you a free tree, did they? I think they did. Really? I think they did
1: because they, they're the ones that that tie it. Oh, and that's it, true. I think that they felt that. Yeah. That's fair. I think they did. I don't think yeah, it was it's an issue. A good
5: thing you you kept the receipt for the tree. I wouldn't have done that. Well,
1: we we got it at Home Depot. We got it at the Home Depot in the South Loop. Yeah. So like it, it's, it's you know Depot. they they give you a paper. Did you got a hot, hot dog when you were there too? To no, but the hot dogs there in the when very you walk good. in are very nice. Yeah, yeah I rock good. With those. Yeah. Very. Good. Sell tamales at the they one on Asin as well. So it's good. Uh, do we have time for good question? Yeah, why not? All right. Our favorite game of the week. Uh, we score the host here at ESPN 1000. Not a lot of weeks left for good question. Score point when you ask a
2: question to a guest and they say good or great on the phone. What does our leaderboard look like today? Waddle has 31. Sylvie has 22. Mike Gilligan of the golf show has 11. And uh, Jonathan Hood has eight. Only a couple weeks left. Let's get to good question. Yeah, I
0: a question
1: for get
4: an answer? That's final
2: question. Do
6: yeah. you want me to let me finish talking? You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Don't interrupt me, okay?
4: What's your record for consecutive questions asked?
10: 38. Can I, Can I get a Do you
0: understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How
8: could you ask me a question like that? Right? I'm on Burgundy? Who typed the question mark on the teleprompter? Can I
1: this week's edition, good question. I know that it's the quarterbacks Tyler, that move Tyler. the lines for the most part, but Occasional
2: host if of the golf Justin
1: show. Jefferson were to play, <laughs> d- do you have a handle on what his value in Vegas is point spread-wise?
4: Yeah, it's a great question. So you were live-tweeting the to things nine. that we saw on Sunday with the National Football League. Could you fill in the blank for me? If, if, you would love for the Chicago Bears to look like blank based on the games that you saw yesterday.
0: Hmm, that's a good
4: question. Only
2: a couple weeks left. I'm pretty sure Only a couple weeks I'm left. I'm pretty sure that Waddle can just take a knee and it's like pretty this close. this is it. It's pretty close to it. We'll talk to you on Monday at 6.
0: Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.